Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insight. And let's jump into it because honestly, hackers never sleep. Boom. Question number one, Ian, good morning. Morning. Thanks for having me. Please tell our community a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Yeah, great. Uh, my name is Ian McDowell. I've been a uh, front-end focused technology professional for the last uh, 13, 14 years. I'm currently a technology director at Argo Design. It's a product design firm based out of Austin, Texas. We've got offices all over the world. I was one of the first employees there, so a startup story that's, that's moved into bigger and better things. Uh, you know, we, we work with a ton of Fortune 500s. And my primary role is actually leading uh, front-end engineering teams in developing out the designs that uh, the rest of my, my company uh, manufactures and produces. Uh, so we're, we're going in uh, to our clients and, and really helping them build out those front-end experiences with the fidelity that our designs are expressing. Wonderful. Please tell us what's the best thing about being an a IT and, and UI professional during, let's be honest, silly times right now. For sure. Uh, you know, I, the distributed nature of it has actually been amazing. Uh, the, the latest project I've been working on for last year, actually, uh, we started out with needing to go out to the client, you know, every two weeks or so. We're in Texas, they're in L.A. Uh, but right now we're actually spread out over 11 time zones. Right. I've got engineers in Kiev. I've got a design team in Amsterdam, myself uh, and my project manager in Austin and then the clients in L.A. And that's actually worked out really, really well. Uh, and nobody's batting an eye. You know, there's there's initial consternation about it being so distributed. Uh, but the reality of that is that we work 24 uh, seven because somebody's always up in a working hour across that many time zones. So that's actually been a real big benefit for us. Yeah, well put. Uh, question number three, you know, we, we talk about the distributed model, which has really come to the forefront of uh, most of our lives, where now we're spending our times away from our air quotes office and somewhere else. And that leads into uh, a question about cybersecurity, right? We hear that it is a top concern, only getting bigger, especially through the last year. What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, on the front end side, you know, we're primarily consumers of a lot of those security constraints and concerns. And, you know, so professionally, I, you know, we actually have to push that off a little bit, right? And and consume APIs and, and, and you know, really rely upon backend engineers to be able to put those pieces in place. Uh, funnily enough, we're actually working on a security permissions application for one of our clients right now and building out the front end. And, and it is uh, fascinating just, you know, the breadth of detail that needs to go into those considerations. Um, but I think, you know, it's just a regular consumer of, of technology, uh, you know, two-factor authentication, uh, gaining more and more prevalence and, and how that works. Because if it works well, it's great. Um, but if you have any sort of delay in that uh, two-factor piece, uh, the experience overall can be rather detrimental. And, and that's where people start to forego needing the two-factor piece. Uh, so, so I think keeping, you know, the, the timing aspects of those uh, in play are, are, is super critical. Yeah, boom! You know, you hit it on on the on the on the nail, right? That leads into our question number four: uh, How, as purveyors of technology, do we do a better job at focusing design and experience to maximize the return on time that our clients and customers have? Awesome. Yeah. So 
you know, return on time is just a, a UX philosophy that I've held and, and evangelized over the last few years. Uh, and, it, and it's really about respecting users' time. And it's also about giving them something in return for that, right? So I just mentioned two-factor authentication. Uh, you know, that's arguably free from a user's perspective, right? Like I'm not paying anything more, but there is, uh, you know, a delay. There, there is time I have to invest as a user uh, in order to utilize two-factor authentication. Uh, so, you know, ensuring that it is the, the easiest path forward uh, you know, from a deployment perspective, ensures the most compliance. You know, because if, if you if you make it too cumbersome, even if somebody's arguably not paying for it, uh, they won't use it. They'll bypass it, right? And and people hate to be annoyed. They hate to be inconvenienced. Uh, so, what are we giving them in return for that that time? And utilizing that as a focus to make design and engineering decisions, uh, I think will always produce the best outcome. You know, Google always had their thing: don't be evil. They've kind of gotten away from that. I think they fired their AI ethicist, which is an odd thing to, to get rid of at this uh, juncture in time. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's reliant upon those product managers and, and people that are actually out there deploying these apps and products uh, to really take those types of things into consideration. Yeah, uh, we, we spoke a little bit before we started the recording and you you made a great point about time being the equalizer of all things. And I think that... Uh, uh, that's that's critical in in sharing just because uh, again the takeaway for me that and tell me if you agree is that when we charge people too much time their cost becomes too high and therefore engagement drops and then we've sort of self sacrificed what we tried to do to begin with absolutely yeah it, you know Exactly that point, right? That uh, regardless of socioeconomic status, everybody gets 24 hours in a day. You know, Elon Musk gets the same 24 that I get. Uh, and it's how we choose to spend that. You know, you are spending time as, as you're going about your day and doing everything. Uh, and, and so it is, it is that, that, that barter of time for service uh, that we engage in, even with completely free apps, with content on podcasts, with YouTube videos, you know, uh, with recipes, right? Like how many people complain that I don't need the life story behind somebody, you know, giving me the recipe for their chicken noodle soup. I just want the recipe for chicken noodle soup. Right. And so taking that sort of a lens on things that it's it's not about you, it's about the content. Right. And that, that's been an age old uh, thing that you've seen in the industry for, for years. But uh, being able to quantify that and, and applying UX metrics to it through the lens of time um, is, is, a, is a fantastic thing. Uh, you know, for a long time, we had the, the metric of like time on site. Right. And time on site was always you wanted more. You wanted people to be more engaged and spend more time on your site. Uh, but I'd argue that's not always the case. If somebody's looking for something, uh, if it takes them longer to find it on my site, I have done them a disservice rather mm -hmm. than if I get what the person is looking for quickly, they are more apt to return. They are more apt to engage and have positive feelings about uh, my app or service because I've given them the thing they want quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Very well put. Very well put. Thank you for that. That was, that was awesome. Uh, question number five, our final and fun question. Uh, what is your favorite piece of retro technology that always makes you smile? Carbureted engines. <laughs> I don't think Elon Musk would uh, would approve or agree with you on that one. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, so, you know, my, my sort of side gig, right? Uh, I'm the co-founder of the Sons of Technology. Uh, 
which is a, a motorcycle riding group based out of Austin. Uh, we got about 500 members, very, very loose knit uh, association, but you know, we, we all go out and ride. Uh, it's all guys that work in high tech and girls uh, fair, fair across the board. Uh, but that ride motorcycles and you, and you find a very interesting combination of uh, people <laughs> that cross that space, right? Because you have to be smart enough to work in tech. Then you have to be crazy enough to ride a bike. Uh, and then you get them all together and you're like, okay, these people are fascinating. Uh, so, uh, but rebuilding engines and working on motorcycles and, and old cars and hot rods and stuff. That's, that's my other, uh, I love that tech because it's so analog, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You can really get into it and, and you don't need a transistor or <laughs> right. uh, something else to fail. Wrenches and oils. Well, listen, real quickly, if people are more interested to find out more about you, Ian, or your, your company, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, just go on our website, argodesign.com. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn or Instagram as well. Uh, and I help make that site, most of it. So <laughs> you can check out my handiwork there as well. Well, we'll check out the return on time on that. Uh, brilliant. Ian, thank you very much for your time and for our community. As you know, we post three to four podcasts a week where we try to highlight folks from different areas in cybersecurity and beyond. Again, my name is Jeff. I want to thank Ian, our guest. And to all of you, we will see you back here at our podcast soon. Have a good day.